led of the Lord. Uh, that's actually a topic that uh, the next couple of Wednesday nights as I share, I'll be talking about different facets of being led of the Lord. And uh, tonight I want to talk specifically about the foundation of trust. You know, as, as a trust of the Lord is absolutely anchored, uh, cemented into our lives, that really is uh, the, the, the important place that we have to start because uh, our obeying God, our, um, our willingness to chase after Him and to walk after His good call and purpose for us, uh, if, if, if we're not convinced that we can trust Him, uh, we're going to be hit and miss. We're going to be on and off and in and out, and, and that's not how God wants us to be. So, you know, uh, Pastor Ralph, uh, we didn't discuss this message, but, I, you know, whenever I hear God affirming things in, in different places, it's always encouraging to me from a couple places. Number one, it's like, yay, we're hearing from God. That's always what we want, right? But then also when I hear God confirming, it tells me, you know, like it says, you know, all the word is good, but when Jesus says, verily, verily, I say unto you, that's like an exclamation point, exclamation point on, on whatever the Lord is talking about there. You know, it's like, hey, if you doze off, get back on attention here. So, Pastor Ralph, you shared in, in second service this last Sunday about the Lord wanting to have uh, conversations with us, right? And, and, and just kind of unfolded uh, on, on, on just that, that nugget of truth. You know, we're talking about uh, the voice of the Lord in our lives tonight. And that, that's neat that we, we didn't have that conversation. And then, Cynthia, when you had mailed out to the prayer folks, you were talking about the voice of the Lord uh, in that. So I saw it again just in these last couple of days. And, and so I really, really believe, uh, y- you know, God's Word is always important. It's always uh, true. It's instant in season and out. But I think it's, it's an in season time uh, for God's people on the front end of this calendar year that we're really those that, that seek His voice. And again, that's got to start with building this foundation of trust. So as we get to that, to unpack it, you know, just looking at all of the different voices that clamor for our ears, for our minds, for our thoughts, for our loyalty, for our trust. And, and you know, in this modern generation that we're in, uh, we have more voices clamoring. Put it this way, more voices have access to us. Interesting. I can't remember the last time I forgot to bring my phone with me somewhere, and today I forgot it twice. You know, as a matter of fact, I don't have it with me here now, so don't call me because I can't answer it. And hey, I'm preaching. I wouldn't answer anyway. Amen. Right? But, but isn't it, you know, some, I, I was wondering when I forgot it the second time, I thought, Lord, you're in this. I think you're letting me know it's okay if I don't have my phone, you, you know, within a grab's, you know, uh, reach every second of every day. But there's all kinds of voices that, that want to speak, shout, whisper into our lives. There's the voice of our past, right? And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's, you know, like positive things from the past, negative things from the past. How many know sometimes even good things from the past we don't want to linger on because God doesn't want us living in yesterday. He wants us moving forward into his purposes, right? Um, hey, you know, I can, I can think of over the years the voice of my mom. 
You know, uh, my, my real name is James. Uh, you know, my nickname is Jim, Jimmy, you know, for most of my life. My mom calls me Jimmy. The only time she referred to me as James, uh, I was, I better straighten up and listen to what she was saying. You know, that, that's, that's what it was for me. But hey, the voice of mom or dad, maybe the voice of a coach or a teacher. You know, there's, there's certain quotes that, that I'll look at. And if, if a mentor has been the one who exposed me to that quote, I can almost hear that quote in their voice, right? Amen? Maybe there's a, a particular verse that a, a particular preacher, maybe it's Pastor Walt or somebody else. There are certain verses, there are certain um, biblical truths that I hear in his phraseology and in his voice. As a matter of fact, sometimes when I repeat them, I repeat them in his voice too, or that clo- as close as I can get to it anyway. Uh, but, you know, then, then there's, you know, toxic, um, the voice of shame, the voice of guilt, right? The voice that would want to say that we're a failure, the voice of fear, the voice of evil, then the voice of news. We could say good news, bad news. There's a voice of hope. Thank God for that, right? There's the voice of our culture. And actually, that's probably voices, right? All kinds of different voices in our culture. Voices of our friends and family members. Maybe the voice of of worry and stress. The voice of future dreams, future goals and aspirations. Hey, but then, then there's the voice of God. Right, and that's ultimately we, what we want to look at. We want to be able to discern what is His voice. So, so we're going to talk really the purpose in knowing God's voice. I'm just going to just bore down on that truth tonight. So again, n- none of us here, none of us watching online would disagree that we want to know God's voice, but just want for us to chew on this a little bit this evening. What is our purpose in knowing God's voice? So I'm just going to share five thoughts along, along this line of the purpose in knowing God's voice. And, and again, of course, this is building a foundation of trust. Because I know I can trust Him, I want to hunger his, for His voice. I want to know His voice. I want to lean into His voice. I want to obey His voice. All right, so the purpose of knowing God's voice, number one, the voice that we listen to or the voices that we listen to most will determine our future. Right, so we want to make sure that we know God's voice because he has a good future, a good direction for us. But the bottom line is the ones that we're giving the greatest attention to, that's going to be the path that we walk down. So we all really have to ultimately choose who are we going to listen to. Hey, has anybody ever had a friend lead them astray? You know, has anybody had somebody give you advice and it was just bad advice? Right? Um, You know, a, a person loaded with skill and talent will never reach their full potential if they listen to those voices of doubt and defeat and fear. That's why it's so interesting whenever we look to the the biographies, the life stories, uh, whether it's men and women of God from, you know, our generation, generations past, or, or presidents, or anybody that we would look at in any arena of life where we would say, wow, they, 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 left their mark. They were very successful. They made impact. You know, every single one of them 
They had opportunities to be in defeat. They had opportunities, right, to doubt. They had opportunities to crumble. I mean, look throughout the Word of God. Uh, I, I love that the Word of God, it, it models for us the example. We don't have to sugarcoat, you know, candy coat anything. The Word of God shows us the good, the bad, and the ugly in people. And there, there are many people who did it far from perfect. But as they went after God and as they listened for God's voice and as they followed, uh, you know, Proverbs, the right just may fall down seven times, but they get up every time, you know? They didn't let defeat. They didn't let the lie of the enemy. They didn't let uh, how they, they failed at something stop them from going back after God. So, you know, somebody could have all the skill in the world, all the talent in the world, but they'll never reach that if they listen to the wrong voice, right? If, if we don't listen to God's voice, you know? And, you know, isn't it interesting? Some of the most renowned human beings on the planet you know, and, and hopefully within the body of Christ, this isn't as true because we find our identity in Christ and so we get some of this off. But have you ever noticed that some of the people that the world most esteems, when you see them interviewed, how insecure they are? You know, and that could be athletes, that could be actors, that could be, um, you know, entertainers, you know, whatever arena that we're talking about. And, you know, I think part of that has to do with the area of one's greatest attribute is often the area where they're attacked the most, right? So, so now, you know, circling back here within the body of Christ, the enemy isn't going to sit back idle when he sees us discovering God's strength, God's gift, God's calling. And a lot of times that can be the place where, you know, the enemy tries to bring the biggest head game for us, right? Come on, I, I see, you know, ministry leaders, you, you, know, uh, in, in, you know, around the room, I'm sure watching online where, you know, we, I, I know I've had those times, you know, where uh, I've just, you know, for whatever reason, allowed myself to feel shaky about what I'm doing, you know, and, and actually it's, it's really because the enemy is at work attacking in an area of our strength. So, uh, Remember, the purpose of the voice of the enemy is to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, God's voice uh, is to bring us on into his good purpose for us. So uh, our, our first point that we looked at here tonight, the voice we listen to most is going to determine our future. By the way, let's just pause for a minute and realize the voice that's going on inside our head, the one that we hear in the sound of our voice. You know, like, I, I just, I just want to tell you, if you've called yourself stupid, I want you to repent. What an idiot. Or if you've said, well, that figures, you know, or okay, typical, you know, because something's going wrong or, or, or something along those lines, that, that's a sure sign we have agreed with what the enemy has said. Because God isn't sitting there saying, yep, you're an idiot. I made an idiot. Right? Absolutely not. You know, the, the, that's, that's totally opposite of the Lord. So, so that's really, that's, that, that's a heavy thought for us to, to take some inventory on. And then, you know, why this is important for us tonight. Number two, when the creation hears and obeys the creator's voice, they fulfill their destiny. So I don't want to sound, you know, melodramatic here uh, this evening, but truly, God has a destiny for every single one of us. And it's not for just one point in our lives. It's an ongoing unfolding of his destiny and his purpose for us all the way through until we see him face to face. 
So right here in this season of life, right now, God's got a wonderful destiny. And when we hear and obey the voice of the engineer, the architect of our destiny, oh man, doesn't it just make sense? It's going to go far better for us that way. Um, Let's see, February of 2020, I was in Florida uh, getting some some ministry time with some other senior pastors, some training stuff, and uh, as, as, as an extension of our little conference, uh, we took a trip over to Kennedy Space Center, and uh, it, it was it was so so cool. I was I was geeking out at what I was seeing. And at one spot, they they had this whole film where they were showing us, you know, the the beginning and the steps through of getting to the moon. You know, and all that they had to do to, you know, get the rocket built and, and just all, you know, the, the huge, the one thing I didn't realize was the huge army of people that worked to make that happen. You know, and then there was another place there where you could walk out, you could literally like just about reach out and touch uh, one of the space shuttles was right there. And you look at all of the work and all of the design and, you know, I mean, and, and, and here's the thought, right? If, if, if they're doing the systems check and something's not working, you know, they're not going to the person who's screwing the rivets in and saying, what's wrong with the rocket? What's wrong with the shuttle? They're not going to the person who's, you know, maybe tacking some molding in on the other inside or bolting the seats down, right? They're, they're going to the person who is the designer on this thing, you know, and they're saying, hey, how should we handle this? Right, what, what, a, what a great picture for us to look at. Hey, when we look at the complexities, the challenges, the obstacles, the things that come our way, for us to immediately say, hey, let's go back to the Lord. Let's look at what he has to say. Psalm 32 verse 8 says this, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. So again, what what we're talking about tonight is in in this series of being led of the Lord, it's, it's a challenge for each of us to say in 2022, I want to be more led of the Lord than I was last year, or hey, why don't we say more than any other year in the past? Right? And that's why the, the, tonight you're going to see, we're just going to keep just sort of marinating on this topic. And, and, and the goal is that we would just be so reminded and stirred up on, oh my goodness, I can so trust God. And he's the one who's, his voice is the one that's going to bring all the right things. So let me, with great hunger, pursue after him and listen for his voice. So again, Psalm uh, 32 verse 8, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. You've heard me share probably many of you in past messages when I had to decide between do I follow my plan for my life or do I follow God's uh, vocational ministry plan for my life? And that was my, my trust factor had to be, Lord, your plan is going to be the best one, not the thing that I think I want. You know, and hey, don't we have, I don't know what the right number is, but let's just say many of those uh, each and every year where we have to keep going back to my way or the Lord's way, my way or the Lord's way, right? Uh, by the way, uh, Psalm 32 verse 8 in the New King James, uh, I, I was talking about this verse right before the new year on Wednesday night where uh, talking about the Lord guiding us with his eye. So, so what I read first was in the NLT, the same verse in the, the New King James says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. 
So being led of the Lord, listening to the voice of the Lord, being so in tune and so with our eyes on him that all he has to do is, is uh, lead us with, with his eyes, as it were, right? Um, so, hey, let me just remind us one more time. There is a purpose. There is a plan. There is a destiny for each and every one of us. We, we, we want to be people that are constantly in pursuit of God uh, to see what that is. And as God spoke to Jeremiah in, in 1.5, he said, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. You know, a lot of times for us as just human beings, when squeeze times come, when difficult times come, when times that we look out and just even out in culture, they're confusing. We can even see within voices within the body of Christ. There's, there to a, to a degree, we can find confusion. Man, just look up any topic, any biblical topic on YouTube and watch four different videos. And man, there's confusion. There's so many different, you know, places that people will come from uh, as, as they, um, you know, as they press in uh, to, to whatever their topic is. But for us to recognize here tonight, this season didn't catch God off guard. You know, and whatever is confusion out there, God is saying, I had a plan for you for now, for this season right now, even before you were born, when I was knitting you together in your mother's womb, I knew what now was going to be like, and I've got a good plan for you, right? My, my favorite Old Testament verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and, and 6. I want to read uh, those verses uh, in 7 and 8 as well in the message. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Ouch. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health and your very bones will vibrate with life. I like the way you said that in the message. That was, you know, it'll be life to you and, you know, health to you and to, to your, yeah, uh, to, to all your flesh, your, your bones and your flesh, right? So, all right, so, so anyway, second point here, what we just bore down on, uh, when the creation hears the voice of the creator, then we're going to fulfill our destiny. Uh, our third point here that we just want to uh, get clear on here tonight, knowing the will and purpose of God is going to give us boldness and confidence, right? When we're unsure, it's hard to be bold, when we lack confidence, if, you know, we, we don't want to fake it till we make it, we don't have to. You know, when we understand, when, when we know what God's will is, and it does tell us, right, the righteous are as bold as a lion. So uh, when we know God's will and purpose, we're not guessing on which path to take. You know, and I can think of, uh, you know, I was just reflecting back through my own journey with the Lord on learning to hear his voice and learning to uh, discern his will. You know, I can remember one of the very first places I heard God speaking to me. I was two years into secular college, and it was in that summer, I was 19 years old, when I uh, surrendered my life to the Lord, and I just so wanted to go back up to school and really do it for God this time. You know, and I just, you know, the motives were right. I had a good heart, you know, in what I was envisioning, but it, it wasn't what God wanted. I had no idea what God was about to unfold, but it was the first time where I started uh, hearing from him, uh, you are not to go back. 
you know. And once I got that clearly figured out, I didn't know what was happening now, but there was confidence in the decision to not go back. And honestly, I'll let you in a little further. The thing that I was going back to wasn't a thing. It was a her. And it was her sitting over there, you know. And I was getting ready to go back to, you know, you know living on the same campus to now being three hours away, you know. And, and uh, just having to face all of the what ifs and Lord, you know, you know, she's up there and Lord, you know what I wanted to do. And come on, how many have had those times where you're saying, Lord, here's my plan. I want to talk you into it. But the Lord is saying, no, here's my plan. (laughs) You best get talked into it. Right. Um, But I, I can remember in that moment, the confidence of saying, well, there's, there's a lot that looks scary. There's a lot that I don't want to go this way or that way, but I know for sure I've heard God's voice and it and made it really clear that I wasn't to go back. Can you say amen? So, so there, there's a confidence that comes. You know, um, you, you know, when I became a youth pastor at Calvary Temple, I was there for six years and then God began dealing with my wife and I. Uh, this, our senior pastor was transitioning out of ministry. He was retiring. And um, the, the next guy who was coming in, he just had such a vision for youth ministry. So Annette and I were looking at each other saying, wow, the, the church is going to enter like this golden age of youth ministry. Because actually it was part of how he built the churches that he had pastored. And then God started saying, that's not, you're not, you're not part of that. You know, and then, you know, we were thinking nothing in and of ourselves wants to leave. But then God started making it clear. As a matter of fact, it's not very often I've had it happen this way. But as Annette and I were praying, uh, oftentimes when there's a change in leadership and other churches find out, they'll call and they'll check in. Are you staying? Are you going? Hey, we've got this need. Are you interested in coming on staff? Sometimes that kind of thing will happen. And, and for us, it was, no, we're good. No, we're good. No, we're good. And then we got the phone call on grace and peace. And all of a sudden there was like, wait a minute. I think God might be saying something here. And then while we were praying about that, because one thing we knew for sure is that we don't want to be anywhere outside of his will. You know, so we wanted to really make sure we heard. And there was, there was a, a particular Sunday morning where I was in worship and service. And I was not thinking about transition. I honestly, hey, hey, there's a little lesson here in this. I wasn't thinking about anything else but worshiping the Lord. And I was just in worship and and. I don't think I've ever had anything remotely close to this happen since then or before that. But the, the mantle and the burden and the responsibility that I felt as the youth pastor at that church, I don't know how else to put it into words. I felt it lift right off my shoulders. And it was so clear what it was, and it actually distracted me out of worship. And, and, and in my heart, in my discerner, I knew exactly what had happened. And so, so we're talking here about when we know his will, there's boldness and there's confidence. And when we left service that day, I, I had said to Annette, because we, we were still in conversations, grace and peace was praying, we were praying, and I, and I said to my wife, well, I, I don't know if, if God is leading us to grace and peace, but what I do know is, is our time here is done, because he's taken the mantle right off. I, you know, it was, it, it was a really unique situation. But then there was a confidence um, I had a student come up to me (laughs) 
sometimes people will act very carnal, right? I had a student come up to me, point their finger in my face, and they said, they said, I'm going to backslide now, and it's your fault because you're leaving. How's that for the ultimate manipulation guilt trip there? Thank you very much. And as much as I was filled with love and care and responsibility for the students, can I just tell you, there was a confidence in the Lord where I was like, you're not putting that on me because I know God has called me to step into a different role. And that means he's taking care of you. If I go where I'm supposed to go, that's not on me. And so, you know, I can't say that I live perfectly with that. Sometimes, you know, in, in my pastoralness, I can lean into uh, going on a guilt trip when I'm not supposed to kind of a thing. But I tell you, in that moment, because there was confidence, can you say amen? Confidence of hearing God's voice. I was like, that, that is not going to, and, and, and I was okay. I, I prayed for that person, but I thought that, that's not my, my burden to carry. You know, and then I was even thinking back, I, I didn't talk to my wife about this, but I was thinking back when, when we were engaged to be married. And at that time, it was really clear to us that ministry was our calling. You know, and um, we didn't know what that looked like. We didn't know if that was going to be stateside or, or abroad in missions. We, we had no idea what that picture was. Uh, but we knew that, you, you know, we wanted to be in God's will. And we, uh, we very much brought our engagement and our desire to be married. We brought that before the Lord really, really soberly. You know, and then as we were just confident, yep, this is God, God is in it. Man, I can just say that there has been a blessing and a favor on our relationship. I mean, a favor that's been on our relationship just through, through these uh, many years. Amen, amen, amen. And, and it was so encouraging. There was uh, the, one, of, one of the first handful of times where we encountered somebody uh, operating in the prophetic and, and he even called attention to that. And don't you love when God takes what was done in private and says, yeah, I was there. You know, and, and that was exactly what this word was, that you guys very much reverenced me and you waited on me and you wanted this to be me and you waited till you knew it was me. And because of that, you've got my full blessing on you. Some, something to that effect. You remember that when we were preparing for the Jamaica trip? Amen. So anyway, just, I hope it's okay. I'm just sharing some of these personal uh, situations of, man, when we know we've heard God's voice, oh, there's such a boldness and a confidence that we can walk in. And, you know, I, I heard a pastor say one time years ago, you know, it's better to move a little slower than God and have God be out in front of you than to move faster than God. And now God's behind you where you can't see him. You know, so when, when we're talking about this picture, I'm, I'm just not sure what God is saying. I, I, I would submit to you, uh, it's better to wait until you do know what he's saying, especially if, if it's a big decision. Amen. All right, so a fourth thing that we'll look at here tonight, God's voice will always lead to life, blessing, and victory. And we see Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. That is God's heart for us. In Psalm 16, verse 11, you will show me the way of life. Grant me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. So ultimately, following his voice, it's going to increase us. It's going to bless us. Uh, he's not going to lead us to a place of, of death. He's not going to lead us to a, a place of uh, impoverishment. Uh, that, that's not what God does. So... Isn't it interesting, in light of all this that we're talking about here tonight, 
why do we far too often wrestle with God's will, with what he's calling us to do, right? Um, We shouldn't ever fear to follow God. So I I read Psalm 3, uh, verses 5. I think it went out to 10 in the message. Um, This is in the New Living, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Isn't it beautiful to know he knows us inside and out? You ever have a time where you're in prayer and you're, you just, Lord, you know. You know better than I can get it out of my mouth, get it out of my face. You know. You know me better than anybody else, right? We doubt, we question, and sometimes we choose an alternative path. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, God as a parent, I, I, didn't, I didn't understand some of what God feels as a parent until becoming a parent. You know, and when, when your kids disregard your advice, right? You know, uh, and I can remember some of the first times feeling that and going, and then kind of feeling the Lord going, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I know, Right? Luke 11, verses 11 to 13. Uh, And and again, this is uh, him as our heavenly father. Can we ever ask God for anything and and have him not return good and love and what's best for us? It says, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if You sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? By the way, as we are in pursuit of spirit-filled, spirit-led, you know, in our corporate gatherings, as we're waiting on God, as we're hungering, you know, as we seek him, this verse, you know, how much more will he give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Lord, we want more of your spirit, more of your power, more of your glory, more of your presence. We don't have to worry about getting off track when we want more of his spirit. And then the the last thing that we'll, we'll look in on here tonight, the gateway to hearing God speak is humility. So we're going to circle back to that. That's a topic that's just really important for us to visit on a regular basis, going, you know, this picture of humility. So as we're talking about building a foundation of trust, Right? We can't, can't get done with this conversation without understanding the gateway to hearing his voice is humility. We have to recognize that we don't see and that we don't know it all and just say, God, I'm going to trust you, right? In those times where, you know, we don't have it figured out. And, and quite honestly, I think the more and more I do life, the more and more I'm stopping and saying, Lord, we good, you in this, you on this, what are you saying, where are you with this, you know, um, I feel like the more and more I live, the less and less I'm sure on, the more and more I'm leaning to him on, but the less and less that I'm sure of, I'm more sure, does that make sense, right, amen. First Peter 5, uh, the second part of verse 5 and 6, says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. So only in our humility can God influence our lives. 
that's so counterproductive to our flesh, carnality, to just, just basic human nature, right? That's got to come out of the crucified life where we make that decision to surrender ourselves to him and to, uh, and to walk in humility. Proverbs 25, 9, he leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. Oh, that is such a great verse, isn't it? He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. And then James 1, 5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. I love that. We don't have to fear, Lord, I need to ask you again. Lord, I need to, uh, I still don't get it. Help, right? Uh, So the first place we want to go for guidance is the Lord. Hey, can you just hear this from me? Not a pastor, not a counselor, not a friend. The first place we want to go to is the Lord. Lord, it's your wisdom that I want. Lord, you speak to me. (laughs) The same people who won't ask for help or directions are the same ones that are slow, I think, to ask God, hey, Lord, I need your help and your wisdom. You know, it, it should be right away we go to the Lord. Proverbs eleven two, pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. So the more humble we become, the wiser we become. We never have to worry about, well, what if somebody tries to take advantage of my humility? They can't. Because when it's as unto the Lord and surrender to the Lord, the Lord's going to have our back every time. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Proverbs 22.4, true humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and long life. You know, I heard for many years, nice guys finish last, nice guys finish last, nice guys finish last, until finally, and and I I just, I never liked that at any point in my life. And then I heard somebody say, uh, nice guys, no, they're running a different race. Then those people that are talking about nice guys finishing last, no, totally different race. Amen. So, hey, the big question we want to wrap up with as we, we get ready to close here, are we willing to trust God's leading and direction for our life? And again, amidst confusing times, amidst pressure times and perilous times and and divided times and all these different things. Well, what is God saying? Because this one's saying this and this one's saying this and this one's saying this. Hey, if we humble ourselves and we just go to God, just keep going to God, keep going to God, he's going to walk us through. And in the middle of all of this, he'll help us live his best life for us in this season. Can you say amen? How how many of you say, I I believe that to be true? I believe that to be true. But we have to absolutely be able to trust, God, you're here, you're leading me, you're wanting to lead me. So it it is going to mean being patient in the process. I I keep hearing over and over again, and certainly it's nothing new after the, the last couple of years, patient endurance, patient endurance. And then, you know, patient endurance through faith. You know, that is how uh, we're going to walk this through with the Lord. So that would mean not getting frustrated, but having to trust his goodness, not lean on our own understanding, keep acknowledging him in all of our ways, you know. uh, And remember in the word, he tells us, ask, seek, knock, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. Amen. 
So, so whether, you know, it's, Lord, I haven't heard the answer yet. We just keep pursuing. We just keep listening. We keep trusting. Whether it's, Lord, it's kind of confusing. I don't know what's going on. Or if it's a season where we're saying, I want to go left. Lord, you might be saying go right. I'm really thinking about still going left. You know, whatever the scenario is that we would just, you know, tonight be reminded, you know, uh, that we want to listen for God's voice. How many realize what we're talking about tonight? This isn't, um, this isn't a talk that's like for a new believer per se. How many realize that this is just as valid? Actually, church, maybe even more soberingly important for those that are not novices in the Lord. You know, because as a spiritual child and a you know, spiritual baby, it's kind of easier just to say, okay, God says this, God says this, God says this. You know, but then, you know, the, the, the longer we do it. But, right, what does it say in the Word, God about, uh, in the word of God about these end times, right? That um, the deception that will go out in the world. You know, and, and um, doctrines of demons that in the last days that people will have itching ears, you know, and, you know, I, I talked about you can go onto YouTube and, and f- take any topic and find four different answers. You know what, though, church? If you go to the Word of God and you take it in its context, there's not four different answers. Right? There's a lot of traditions of men over the years that make the Word of God of none effect. There's a lot of things that come along that get added in, but just the simplicity of, of the Word of God uh, discerned, which goes back to what we we're talking about on Sunday morning, knowing the Word, being able to rightly divide the Word of truth, knowing God's character, knowing His nature. Uh, that's all going to be a part of this, building this foundation in these days moving forward. One of the characteristics of these last days is they will be confusing, dark times. And, and it does say in the word, you know, that, that uh, things, if it were possible to deceive even the elect. You know, so there's an opportunity for the elect to say, I won't be a part of those that are deceived. So, and we hit on it tonight. Probably the thing that makes us most vulnerable to deception is pride and arrogance. Second would be to not go to God first to see what God has to say about something. Amen? So I just, I just want to throw that in as we talk about this. I, my sense and part of, uh, I, I know the heart of all of our pastors and of our preaching team in this next year is for our entire church family to, to get very, very rooted in the word of God and in discerning God in these times. So that we would be just a, a healthy congregation that truly shows the world around us. That just is show and tell. That we live with him and for him and the world gets to watch and see that happen. And that's going to make them hungry and thirsty for God. You know, and when there's all the, you know, yeah, well, I think God's this and I think God's that. And all this other stuff that's out there, we'll be able to just stand on God's word. And we won't be among those that get in a ditch, that get deceived. Uh, amen. My, my heart is so, so uh, stirred and, and uh, weighed. Uh, like I said, as is um, the preaching team for this year to make sure that we're, we're doing all that we can to equip the body that, that we live in that way. Amen. So why don't we pray as we close and, and we'll be done. Oh, so Father, we love you tonight so much. God, we love you. We worship you.
afresh tonight, we, we say that we are surrendered to your will, to your voice. And we're asking God, again, just five days into this new calendar year, God, we're asking that you would draw us close to you. God, that you would help us be those that hear your voice. Lord, we ask that you would work in us and and make us hungry and thirsty for you, for your word, for the things of God, for righteousness, for all that is of your kingdom. Lord, make us those that seek first the kingdom of God and, and your righteousness. Lord, just do do a fresh work in us. And God, we ask that you would take our ears and you would do a, a fresh work on our ears, that we would have ears to hear you. And God, that you would work on our eyes, that we would have eyes to see you. And Lord, where we have been listening to other voices, where other voices have been guiding and directing us, Lord, we're praying now by your grace, by your power, let there be crop failure on those voices. Lord, wherever we're chained to those things, wherever we're in habit to those things, we break that now with the authority of the name of Jesus. The sheep hear your voice and, and don't follow the voice of another. Lord, may we be those that follow your voice alone. And God, as we have hunger for your word, we pray that you would help us rightly divide it, that we would become students of your word in greater ways, uh, Lord, in these days and weeks and months to come. So, Lord, we are just surrendering ourselves over to you. Lord, your word, your voice, your will, your way is the best way for us. And we, we agree with that and we repent And turn away from any or every way that we have worked against your voice, your leading in our lives, God. So, Lord, we just thank you for it. We commit ourselves into your hands. Lord, we're looking forward in this next year uh, to, to grow in being led by you. God, in all of this, it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen.